Hello. Hello. Hi, Jenna. How's it going? Oh, Jenna, you're very tall. This Am chair, I? I think, is um, Steph sized. Oh, that's funny. Sorry. Actually, it might be me sized. I think I was the last Let's one. Go to on use your that. shoes today. Ooh, I we're get, a little bit higher. I get to wear my shoes. Yeah. For once. What a treat. Wow. Hi, guys. I'm Jenna. I'm Beth. This is Beth. It's so good to see all of you who are joining us on the app. Welcome. It's literally the best. We I'm love obsessed that. with our app. We love that. I'm like very into the app lately. Jenna, what have I been telling it's you? It's the best. I am a big fan of the app. Yeah. Jenna refers to me as an ev- app evangelist. She is. She's a little evangelist I do. The app. I love the app. Love, love, love the app. It's yeah. so good. If you're not in our app, you need to get there. It's the most like encouraging, beautiful place ever. Yes. Also, I deleted Facebook from my phone. Whoa. I know. It's well, been like few days now Mm -hmm. and I don't like Instagram so that's not like a trigger for me I don't open it ever because I literally hate Instagram so much Mm. anyway but I've just been going to the app and it's just like the best I just love it over there I agree and YouTube's not something you can really scroll you know so I don't I found a way to scroll (laughs) I don't scroll I should say I don't scroll YouTube yeah um the way I scroll like Facebook or Twitter Mm. so I deleted Facebook and Twitter and it's the best wow yeah I deleted Facebook, Instagram, and YouTube. Okay. Then I downloaded YouTube again for some reason. Maybe you wanted to watch a Q&A with Beth and Jenna. It might have been that, actually. <laughs> might have been that. Probably. I go back and watch them when I miss Jenna. Yeah. Yeah. I watch them a lot. It is fun. Sarah, I recently got rid of Facebook and Instagram. This app is my most used one now. This I love is, that. This is how I feel. So fun. Yeah, Messenger. the Messenger app is separate than the Facebook app. That's true. So yeah. I still have the Messenger app, which I don't I don't use that either. I don't have that, yeah. <laughs> um, but, like, I'll sell things on Facebook Marketplace. I'm always trying to sell homeschool stuff. So, so true. We need, <laughs> I need true. the Messenger app there. I love the app. Last night, um, I was chatting with a new friend. And she's like, no, 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 no. At our at our Blessed She Weekly Night, we're doing an eight-week Bible study, Seek His Kingdom, Gospel of Matthew, changing my life. Phenomenal. Last night was so good. And I was chatting with one of the gals after, and it was like, um, like I there was I wanted to give her some information. I wanted to like share a recommendation. And she's like, Can I get your email? I'm like, Yeah. Can you just DM me on the app? Honestly, it is the best thing ever. Wow. Because then you don't, I don't know, you don't have to like have social media or like follow the person or I don't know. Yeah. Also in my talk, which I didn't do this on purpose. Okay. I haven't heard about the talk yet. But I told them like sometimes when you just get so overwhelmed, like your plate is full, you just can't even return a text message. Like, which sounds like nothing. It sounds like it shouldn't be an issue. But we had a friend there, and I had called her, missed her. She called me back. I missed her. It wasn't me. It was Jenny. <laughs> it was Jenny. I love Jenny. And I told Jenny in person, Jenny, I saw that I missed you. I know that you missed me, mm-hmm. but I knew I was going to see you here, and I thought about texting you, but the truth is I won't text you back, so I just waited to tell you in person. It was amazing. That was so funny. It was kind of nice for me to like say that to everybody. Like I'm not ignoring you. I literally, I hate my phone. Anyway, except for the app. But honestly, I do a lot of app stuff on my laptop. Yeah. Yeah. I'm a big fan. And Huge. you you 80 gals in here, 
Just love it. You guys. You guys are the best. Wow. Okay, Bobby said, I just finished Bobby. my desert morning at our local shrine of the Miraculous Medal, and it was amazing. Praise wow. God. I love that you're doing that. Wow. Wow. I would love for you, Bobby, to share in um, maybe member chat. Yes. Like a, a grace from Please your desert day. Do. This is something we're doing with the members. Um, I share a little talk every month and some prompts to accompany uh, the book Habits for Holiness that we're reading. And we're really trying to integrate those spiritual truths into spiritual disciplines and just make some time to go away with the Lord. You guys, so, how good was that first talk? The Beth Davis, you know? Sweet. I was like, this is so good. Wow. I mean, I think the idea was very inspired. Agreed. And, is and Megan can, here? I can say that. Megan. Didn't Megan say that thing about Instagram? Can you repeat that? Oh, Megan did say that. I was thinking of something else. But oh. yeah, Megan did say that. Okay. Megan, because uh, I, I like launched this. I shared the vision for the month of June, Desert Day, uh, with... What? I, I mean, just the Lord is so amazing, yeah. detailed, and intentional. So as I was reading Habits for Holiness Chapter 4, as I'm praying with like these themes of simplicity... The Lord like heavily put on my heart, Matthew eleven twenty eight through 30. So I like pitched it. I shared that verse. Come to me, all you that are weary and carrying heavy burdens, and I will give you rest. Take my yoke upon you and learn from me, for I am gentle and humble in heart, and you will find rest for the, your souls, for my yoke is easy and my burden is light. So I gave the, the talk to, to um, our alumni, well, alumni leaders. Then I shared it with the larger member community. Then last night... We read Matthew chapter 11, and I got to give the talk on Matthew 11, 28 through 30. Wow. Isn't that so cool? That's so cool. Then it was the scripture. It was the gospel at Mass. Wow. It's just so beautiful. So beautiful. Anyway, Megan heard that talk twice. God bless her. <laughs> well, it was a little different, like sure. sharing it with the um, small group leaders and then yeah. sharing it with the members. But she took it to prayer and and she said the Lord was really highlighting just the first three words, come to me, come to me. And she sent me like a, a screenshot of her notes app. She had come to, come to, and then it said like Instagram, your spouse, the mountains, a good book. And all of them were crossed out. And it said me, like come to me. But we're often, I feel like I'm not very good at explaining how beautiful that image was to it's see incredible. all of those things crossed out. She also shared it on Instagram if you didn't, if you have the Instagram app. I didn't know that. Thanks <laughs> yeah. for saying that. Yeah. yeah. No, it was so beautiful. Yeah, we're coming what? to so many other people and things. No, you did That's not, That's crazy, Cindy. Sorry. <laughs> but then I read two different things. I, oh, that's crazy. Cindy, that was also the theme for Steubenville Conference. Wow. We took the teens to this past weekend. What? That's cool. This, I mean, but this is the Holy Spirit. Like, when he's yeah. saying something, he's saying it corporately. Mm -hmm. It's not a one-off word. Like, there's, there is a profound and timely grace for Matthew 11, 28 through 30 right now. And when I shared that, because we read every week three to four chapters of the gospel, and then we pray with one meditation from... Um, our new study, Seek His Kingdom. I think it's under my desk here. Okay. And immediately when I read the Matthew chapter 11 meditation, I was like, it's this one. It's Ma it's 11, 28 through 30. Um, and afterwards, when I'm chatting with all the gals, 
uh, multiple women at this night last night said to me, you know what, Jenna, it's at my house. Oh. Sorry, it's at my That's house. That's okay. Um, I'm sure they're out here, but I took it home to pray with. Um, wow. After the night, multiple women said to me, I read all four chapters and this was the one verse. No. Yeah, yeah, yeah. That's crazy. This was the one verse. So I, I think there's, there is something, there is a corporate and timely grace for Matthew eleven twenty eight 28 right now. Yeah. Well, and I think, so Beth was like, what inspired you to have this um, theme for today's Q&A of what yeah. are we consuming? Like, let's look at what we're consuming, consuming, what's nourishing us. I think that was even a small part of it is mm. um, what are we coming to? What yeah. are we yeah. um, drinking of, eating of, feasting on? Yes. Um, instead of the Lord. Mm. <laughs> because every single thing that our eyes feast on, that our mouths feast on, that we taste, that we touch, everything. I see, I'm just thinking of this now. Beth has been doing this really amazing, like, um, holistic, mm. like, not eating, but, like, it's, like, in all ways. You know what? My what? dear friend Emily Wilson is okay. such an intercessor for me. I mean, we're, well, yeah, what a gift. Yeah. And when I shared with her kind of what I'm doing. Yeah. Which does involve weight loss, you know? Yeah. I, and that's really... But not just that. Totally. Yeah. It, it's actually so much more holistic yes. than that. So she will text me and say, how's your health program? And I'm like, no. health program? That, that is, is the amazing. greatest. And that's that's <laughs> very real. Yeah. Yeah. So anyway, just I just thought of this right now. Like every single... As you learn more about health and holistic yes. living, yes. you realize that every single thing you touch, that you put on your body, that you consume... Yes matters yes like i think we think like oh lotion doesn't matter soap doesn't matter <laughs> like totally all of makeup. those things make up all I... of those things matter mountain dew Mountain. <laughs> do you know what i mean somebody here <laughs> drinks mountain dew and you know what actually i'm gonna tweak it okay somebody hundreds of people drink diet coke and i just want to be here to tell you today <laughs> diet coke is poison <laughs> You are poisoning yourself drinking Diet Coke. Oh, and I can tell you man. that oh, as a man. person who drank a lot of Diet Coke for many, many years. And <laughs> I gave, gave it up. Someone give us a thumbs down on YouTube for that. You guys, <laughs> don't be mad about it. Just because I'm a prophet and I'm speaking the truth. Hilarious. About Diet Coke. Yes, I'm coming for the Diet Coke, Hilarious. Sarah. Because you're dehydrated and you're drinking <laughs> Diet Coke to take the edge off. Look at all these sad faces. Diet Coke is poison, Jamie said. I know. It took a very long process to heal my body from it. It was so hard. Yeah. Yeah. Anyway, I'm not trying to get on the Diet Coke train. But what I'm saying is it does, everything matters. Yeah. And I I heard, um, I went to a conference. I, I heard this this talk months ago and, and it, it very deeply touched me because it gave me language for something I've been experiencing for a long time, which is that everything forms us. Mm -hmm. Everything forms us from our lotion, like what products we're using on our body, what we're eating and drinking, who our friends are, what we read, what we listen to, what we watch. And the thing is, if we're not intentional, if all of these areas that this like holistic experience of life is not under the lordship of Jesus Christ. If it's not being discerned and shared and 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 adopted in light of the gospel and in light of the values of the gospel, then we're being malformed. We're being formed according to the image and the values of the world. 
And, and those things are very subtle, but they get in and they get hooks in us and throw off other areas, seemingly unrelated areas. I think a lot, I've been thinking a lot probably because of my health program, how much like the frustration and the discouragement we feel spiritually mm. could be because you're not getting enough rest. Mm. You're just literally not sleeping enough or you're drinking too much caffeine and not enough water. These sound so simple, or you're scrolling endlessly, you're consuming a lot of stuff. And even when I say endlessly, I mean 20 minutes. If you're just in like a zone out scroll cycle, you're you're taking in a lot. The eyes are the window to the soul. What, What you're taking in is forming you, and we wanna be sure that you're not being malformed We want to be reformed in the image and likeness of God. And we can do that by addressing all of these different areas. Yeah, I think I've thought previously that some things just like don't matter. They're like Mm. a spiritual neutral. Yeah, yeah, (laughs) a moral neutral. yeah, Yeah, but I do wonder if like the way that I eat, um, I don't know, things like that do matter more than I give them credit. So I had a dear I had a dear friend last night. Yeah. Who we were chatting and she was being so cute. The Lord really highlighted something. Because I asked yeah. them to just I to just ask the Lord for one thing. Mm-hmm. Because it can be overwhelming. Like yes. you know this thing that I'm doing is pretty all encompassing. Yes. And that can be very <laughs> overwhelming. If there's not the grace and the invitation from God to enter into something like that and we're doing it in our own strength, it's overwhelming. But this Mm -hmm. sweet friend of mine, she said, when I prayed, the Lord very clearly showed me my weariness in this area around food. Mm -hmm. And and she's the opposite. She has a very limited diet because of Mm -hmm. just some like chronic illness stuff. And the Lord in his great compassion said, I I want you to get some help in this area. Mm -hmm. This is really taking a toll on you. Wow. He cares about that. He, he cares more than we care about our health, about our energy, about our our mental health, about our peace. He doesn't only care about the spiritual, you know? Wow. It's very convicting. Isn't that beautiful? It's so good. Yeah. Yeah. Well, and so last week I also was reading this. I We read Divine Intimacy. I say we. I don't know if we still are. I'm not reading it right now. <laughs> I read it with some of you members. I know it because we talk about it in the I, app. I saw you share it the other day and yeah. I was like, I got to get back to DI. Yeah. But anyway, I'll tell you later. Okay. Okay. Um, anyway, I was reading this thing in DI, which I cannot remember the exact quote. Um, as Anyway, but uh, he was quoting Jesus saying... Um, the greatest commandment, which is love mm. God with all of your heart, all of your soul, all of your mind, all of your body. I don't think I said those strength. in the right order. Yeah, yeah. Or strength. Yeah, yeah. Um, but in DI, he was saying whole. Instead of saying all, he was saying your whole heart. Wow. Which I think is just a different translation. Totally. Um, but it was so beautiful to me, the conviction within divine intimacy from God, Father Gabriel, which was, it's not just a piece of your heart. It's your whole heart. To love God with your whole heart, mm-hmm. your whole mind. Mm-hmm. Like, not just the part of my mind that isn't on social media. Like, Lord, you can have every other part of my wow. mind except for the part that flirts or is on social media or um, 
reads romance novels or Mm -hmm. uh, watches the Kardashians or Mm -hmm. binges Beyonce. Like, you can have my whole mind, God, except for that sliver. You don't get access, God, to that part Mm -hmm. of my heart or my mind or my body. And it was so convicting to me in that there wasn't a piece of me that I wanted to shield from the Lord anymore. Like, I... If Jesus is asking me, and he is a Lord of my life, to love God with my whole heart, I have to give it all to him. Mm. So that means I have to turn away from the things that I maybe want or my body wants or my flesh wants and instead say, like, he is Lord of my life and I give him my whole heart. Yes. It was just very convicting. It's beautiful. Yeah, it was good. I was standing in line for confession yesterday. Yeah. And we have um, these stained glass stations of the cross that are not beautiful. <laughs> They're not. I normally ignore them, honestly. Yeah, yeah. But I, it was just the Lord. He highlighted this one image, and they're pretty uninspiring. So <laughs> I know it was the Lord. <laughs> and uh, it was Jesus being Jesus being taken down from the cross. And... It was kind of off center, like almost like it, it's out of the shot. Like mm-hmm. it's not even the center. It was very interesting, just the proportions of this stained glass. And Jesus is is obviously dead and totally limp. And his body mm-hmm. is like hunched over and like his arm is just like laying limp and dead at his side. And this person is like receiving him. And and I, I, I understood immediately that the Lord was modeling for me, how he wants me to come to him. Mm. Totally defeated, broken. All of my sin, uh, all of my weight, like holding nothing back, just like limp, fully offering myself Mm. to him. Mm -hmm. He modeled that. He held nothing back. He hides Mm -hmm. nothing from us. He became so uh, weak, even unto the point of, of death surrendered himself. And then entrusted himself into the arms of Joseph and Nicodemus, just like coming off the cross and limp in their arms. And and maybe the Pieta does that for you too. That maybe that's another place that you can meditate. That image of Our Lady just receiving Jesus again, totally vulnerable in death in her arms. And I again I. I don't know if I'm articulating it well because it was just, it's just such a new grace. But the Lord saying, like, this is how I want you to come to me. This is how fully I want you to be in my arms. Just, like, helpless, you know? Wow. Holding nothing back the yes. same way he held nothing back. Yes. And I, I, I just love that language around you can have all of these other areas But like this 20 minutes is for me. This glass of wine at the end of the day is for me. We we try to preserve these little pockets of pleasure or, um, yeah, just like, I think what's at the root of it, honestly, what's at the wound there is that we don't think the Lord cares about us. So we have to take care of ourselves. We have to kind of arrange for our own little retreats like Mm -hmm. what and what I mean by that is escape wow there's something there that what we really need is a retreat with the Lord but instead we try to escape our lives totally yeah yeah 
Claire shared this about um, social media. Someone yeah. in my study group once said social media is our modern version um, of the convent parlor that got St. Teresa of Avila in so much trouble before wow. her deeper conversion. Wow. It's hanging out in the entryway, chatting when God was waiting deep within. Claire, come on over to the app. <laughs> Um, wow. Liana said, this topic is so timely. The Lord is refining the details of this in my life right now. Everything from how I dress to how I eat to what I use, This is it. And I, so Jenna wasn't there last night. Yeah. But friend, this is, this is what my whole talk was about was I kept quoting, but not telling where it is in yeah. the catechism. Okay. It says body and soul are a unity. So mm. the Lord cares about every aspect of our lives, not because he's a harsh taskmaster, but because he wants us to be totally free and to flourish. So he's, he knows where our energies are being sapped, where we're enslaved, and he's inviting us into the fullness of life with him, which means to be set free from these attachments and addictions. Well, I think that's the point that I said on <clears throat> one of the thumbnail titles was nourishing ourselves. Also, like it's yeah. not just this like taking away of all of these things and like is everything on the table like we talked about a few weeks yeah, ago. Like, yeah. Is Diet Coke on the table? Is wow. a glass of wine on the table? Um, but like what are we being nourished with instead? You know, like what are yes. we putting in, what are we consuming instead of these things? Because I think if we don't grasp the the beauty and the peace and the fullness and abundance that we'll receive from that, it can mm -hmm. be hard to be like, well, there's, I don't want to turn that off because what am I going to do instead? Yeah. I don't want to delete the shopping app because what am I going to do instead? Mm -hmm. I don't know. So maybe we could just talk about that too. Yeah. You know, I, I had a funny little grace. I went on a mother-daughter date with our lady on Sunday and I got my nails done, which was so fun. I never get my nails done. Yeah. We're not nails people, Bethany. Yeah. yeah. And this is like not gel. This is just paint, you know. They look good. I I actually think they really do. Yeah. And I, it was so special. It was like a very motherly thing that I felt like Mary wanted to do with me. Like it was very feminine and sweet, you know. So yes. anyway, there were many, many graces on this mother-daughter date. But I will say one of them is that even though I also got my toes done, they started with my nails. And then when I got my toes done, I couldn't be on my phone and I, I couldn't reach in my purse to even get a book. And I was thinking on the way there, okay, like I had a very beautiful holy hour this morning and I didn't journal after it. So I'll put some notes in my phone from prayer or I'll text that person back. And I brought the book I'm reading, which is incredible called This Present Paradise by Claire Dwyer. <laughs> so I brought that with me. And then I was sitting in the chair looking at these very sweet, pretty pink nails and wondering how long it was going to take them to dry. Right. And I just felt Our Lady sitting in the chair next to me. And she said to me, you don't always have to be doing something. And I wanted to start crying. Yeah. You don't always have to be doing something. And I think some of that pressure that you're talking about to um, what am I gonna if I take if if I allow the Lord to prune this out of my life, social media, a glass of wine, if I lose that little um, comfort, the way that I'm comforting myself, what will I be left with? And I actually think 
we're just programmed to be busy and, and overfull and overstimulated. And I wonder if the Lord did, if we did set some things aside by his grace, with his help, something he highlights, if we did set that aside, if what we would instead get is just some room to breathe, it's just some quiet and peace and like stillness in our bodies, does it have to be like an exchange of activity for activity, Mm -hmm. you know? Mm -hmm. What if the comfort that we're looking for in all of these other areas would actually be found in not doing anything with the Lord? You know? Mm-hmm. Can you believe Mary? No, that's insane. Isn't that so I was sweet. listening to a podcast She's such a good mom. yesterday with um, my mom. And it's a podcast that my daughter did with her friend. It's very funny and it is, sweet. It's so good. <laughs> Anyway, they talked about social media, which neither of them have. So it's just really sweet to hear these two 13-year-olds talking about social media when neither of them have that. Just like experiencing it from other people, through other people. Um, Anyway, but they're just talking about, you know, the the difficult parts of social media where you're like scrolling and on your phone as opposed to being with your family or friends or just being, as Beth said. Yeah. and how much anxiety, which a couple of you have said, like, I have a lot of anxiety yeah. on social media. My yeah. husband has asked me to stop popping on because he wow. can, like, feel my anxiety rising. Or maybe you lash out after being on there, reading the news or, yes. you know, a lot of doomsday scrolling, which I know a lot of us experienced, especially in 2020. Um, since 2020, I should say. Yeah. Um, and so, anyway, these, these sweet little 13-year-olds were talking about... Um, just the anxieties that have grown, the um, anxiety disorders that have uh, grown. And my mom said, well, I think it's just that we know that people have anxiety now. Like it's on social media, people talk about anxiety more. And I was like, I agree. But I also do think social media is um, adding to our anxiety problem. My mom said, well, years ago, it was sugar. Like sugar was the social media of our time. And I was like, sure, but sugar has not gone away. It's not like social media replaced sugar. We don't have sugar as a problem anymore. It's now sugar and social media. Yeah. And there's like actual studies that show like social media increases anxiety. It does increases mm-hmm. depression, increases um, the lack of, of wanting to live life. Um, like there's chemical things that happen to us on social media, Mm. dopamine hits that we keep Mm -hmm. on coming back for. Um, so anyway, I just want to say like, I'm not saying, we're not saying, I don't think anyone's saying this is a new problem. Mm. I think this is a, this is a, a fallen humanity problem Yes, is that we are looking for something and, um, we're going to constantly be looking unless we turn to the Lord and and feel what it is to do nothing yeah. and feel what it is. I, I mean, like, I think books could probably be a problem for some people. Totally. Like, each one of us has an individual thing that, um, that the evil one maybe twists and turns in some ways to keep us from the Lord. Um, so it's not just social media. It's always been a problem. And for us to to discern what that is. Yes. Yeah. Wow, there's so many ways <laughs> Sorry. we could go with it. Don't be. No, it, it was. 
Yeah, that's very beautiful. I, I'm thinking about what Hillary said here. Even sitting in silence with the Lord in the car has been so comforting. I realize I don't always have to be listening to something. Wow. Yeah, I um, last week wow. I was really uh, on the Feast of the Sacred Heart of Jesus. I really had such gratitude and, and really some grief for uh, some priests I know who are just suffering. And I so deeply love the priesthood. Um, and I just asked the Lord, uh, can I fast today for priests? And he's so kind. And because of how I'm eating and because of what he's, how he's nourishing me, and how and I'm using these words very specifically because they're a part of how the Lord is healing me. Because he's nourishing me around food and like teaching me how to flourish in this holistic way in my body, but but food is central to that. He was like, No, don't fast from food today, but don't listen to anything in the car and offer that for priests. And and I'm normally listening to worship music or a f- mostly a faith-based podcast. I do feel like I could give up some other like political podcast that I listen to, but it was a really beautiful thing. And I realized that my anxiety while driving mm. went down wow. when I was silent. I'm, I'm really grateful that you said that, Hillary, because I was aware of it, but now articulating it to mm. you, it's like the, the grace is deepening for me. Um, because I have noticed my anxiety is kind of ramped up mm-hmm. while driving. Mm. Um, and yeah, silence in the car is a way forward. Yeah. Um, Lonnie said, mm. I think if we're really honest, we're afraid he'll ask us to suffer. Mm. But suffering and intimacy with him is so much greater than any earthly joy without him. Wow. Amen. Yeah. Wow. Wow, wow, wow. Um, you know, Lonnie, I, I've just been praying with, um, yesterday I had some very beautiful prayer with, um, I, I don't know, I don't know if we should go in this direction. Okay. I feel like we're getting away from the topic. Go in. It. I'm going to say, yeah, yeah, yeah. No, I, th- I think it is kind of all-encompassing. So I was praying with um, the parable of the laborers in the vineyard. Okay. And, you know, it's that it's that justice sense of the people who were called and chosen first thing in the morning. And and they say, like, we bore the brunt of the work and the heat of the day. And they were the last to get paid, and they were paid the same amount. And the Lord was unpacking, unveiling my eyes to see so many beautiful things. But I'll share this, that he didn't have them wait until they were last like pay them last uh, to teach them a lesson, you know, or to test their patience. He had them wait until the end because then everybody else left and he had more time with them. Mm -hmm. He wanted more time with them, which is why he chose them first and he had them wait to be the last. And he reminded me about my youth minister, Paul George, who changed my life. And Paul would not hang out with me at youth group. And it kind of bugged me. Like, I I felt like we were close. Like, I felt like he cared about me. But at youth group, he basically ignored me. Yeah. 
because there were other teens whose hearts he he did not that he had not captured for the Lord. And the Lord captured my heart through Paul's witness. And so Paul knew that I was okay and I was with the Lord and we would hang out later. We could talk anytime because he and the Lord already had my heart. And so I as I read that Lonnie, I just I think about that parable mm. that that when you have the Lord's heart and when you know his heart the waiting, the suffering, I don't want to say it isn't excruciating at times because it is, but it's it's the greater gift. It is the ultimate prize to have his heart and to know his heart, to trust his heart. I don't know how to get rid of this. Sorry. What are we looking at? Nothing. What don't do we need? That's so good, BD. Well, I mean, it's scripture honestly uh, he probably said there were there were at least three brand new significant graces in the parable of the laborers in the vineyard for me yesterday maybe more like i know that that parable it was my penance actually which was so cool the power of an incredible confessor praise god for father john clo Steph said, I love going to the chapel and spending some time not praying, thinking, or saying anything. Take some practice, but it's so helpful. Yes. Wow, that's, that's so very, cool. very good. Jen said, my prayer life was struggling, so I stopped listening to podcasts and only allowed myself either worship or lo-fi, and I'm praying a lot more. Wow. Wow. No, what is the flame of love movement, Jean? Yeah, I, I do know about you know it, actually. It? Yeah, yeah, yeah. Okay. A dear um, religious Thanks sister the link. Of, of mine shared that with me it's okay. a beautiful prayer i actually have it in my bible well that's cool yeah ireland said you guys need to do a q a on separating ourselves from the nostalgia of things still thinking about that ireland me too me too yeah jenna we got some things to catch up on that you just reminded me of something what sometimes jenna and i don't get to like chat and catch up <laughs> so we'll text each other a list of things yeah that we need to talk beth, about no, beth always forgets her things okay it's <laughs> True. Sydney said, when I was praying the mystery, finding Jesus in the temple yesterday, mm. I felt like Jesus was telling me you can use this mystery for any good thing you look for. Why were you looking for love, joy, peace? Did you not know that love, joy, peace must be in my father's house? Are you kidding me? Uh, let me close my mouth. No, it absolutely makes sense. Sydney. Any good thing you look for. Wow. That is unreal. Also, I've always hated that mystery, and so I, now I don't hate it anymore. I mean, the the gospel. That's the insane. The life of Jesus, the spiritual life, it's like, there's wow. always more. It's always deeper. Wow. Sydney, Incredible. That's unreal. Thanks for sharing that. Yes. Jenna, do you feel like we, we've talked enough about what we said we were going to talk about? Yeah, nourishing our bodies. Oh, great. Great. I love that. Any other thoughts, guys? My word for the year is flourish. And um, I didn't really like that. I wasn't super into it. It just sounded like cheesy. And I'm I'm also a little bit on the other side of like, I actually think things should be hard. And like, okay. I want the Lord to be like, increasing my perseverance. And like, I want to have more resilience. And so like, the definition of flourish is like, Basically, everything's just going right for you. Oh, got it. <laughs> like okay, I, sure, something sure. about ideal circumstances, and I'm for the, there's a little like disbelief in me of like, yeah, right. Like mm. there's going to be ideal circumstances this year, 
But secondly, like, well, I don't really want to take it easy. Like, I want to be strong. Like, I don't want to always need ideal circumstances, you know? Anyway, it's just been unfolding, like, pun intended. It's been, like, blooming in a very beautiful way. And I think central to flourishing, I have discovered, is nourishing. Like, it has been impossible for me to flourish without the, like, basic, healthy, foundational kind of things like sleep and water and good food and good friendship, like holy friendship, good reading, you know? I, I've, I've had to nourish with the best and the basics um, rather than, like, some outrageous blessing that I've been, like, wanting, you know? Mm-hmm. It's actually, like, let's go back. On the um, – we did a pre-retreat with the Well alumni before the burn retreat and talked a lot about the garden, garden of the heart as kind of an analogy. We talked about John 15 um, pruning and abiding and growing and flourishing. And one of the um, gals, Sarah, shared, my husband is a farmer – and actually, she's like, I know more about this than I ever thought I would. Yeah. Um, like, this is so practical. You have no idea how deep this symbolism goes. She says, if the crop is not healthy, you actually have to look at the soil. You have to, you have to um, encourage nourishment in the dirt if you want a better crop. So, like, we can prune all day. We can plant mm-hmm. differently. We can rotate our crops. The weather, like we're, we're addressing all of these other exterior things, but if we're not looking at the soil, if we don't have healthy soil, the, there's no chance of the crop bearing fruit. Wow. Isn't that nuts? Yeah. So I ju- that's just kind of a, a push or a plug for simple foundational things like whole food, sleep, water prayer prayer yes the sacraments like let's go to the basic things let's get the basic things in rather than trying the new what's that word fandangled like we want like i don't know i've never heard that are you serious yeah well like we want this like new exciting thing but we're ignoring the soil yeah i know i was gonna say like just being with people who um, don't live out the faith, you know, that can be coworkers or mm-hmm. maybe longtime friends or family members. Um, it's so easy to like slip back into the parts of my life, for me, for example, that I've like given up. So mm-hmm. that would be like gossip. Yeah. Um, or really that the Lord has purified in yeah. a lot of ways. Um so, like, in Beth and my friendship, gossip isn't really on the table anymore. Um, there will be times where, of course, we fall and um, where we'll slip up or whatever. But that's not a, that's not a foundational aspect to our friendship. Mm-hmm. Um, but in other relationships, that might be the only thing that we have to connect on, right? Like, we don't have the Lord to talk about or work to talk about or any friendship things to talk about it's just like well it's just this like how so-and-so doing even though I don't really need to know how so-and-so is doing I don't need to hear about someone else if I I needed to hear about that I could call or text that person Mm. um so anyway but but I'd wanted to say earlier like we have to look at 
even the people that we're consuming, the people that we're around. Um, but I, I think this is even more beautiful and deep is that in the moments of our daily prayer lives, as unflashy as that is, yeah. it's, it's the slow steadiness of God's purifying fire, mm-hmm. um, his purifying grace, that eventually, like, I don't, I'm not intentionally trying to turn it off. It's just that I don't want to talk like that. I don't want to dress like that. Yes. I don't want to consume that author or that book or that movie. Um, it's just like the slow movements of God's grace, but those happen in, in the secret places of prayer in our hearts yes that was really beautifully said yeah he he changes um us interiorly yeah the the interior and the exterior work in tandem so we're not just exclusively cutting things out for the sake of punishing ourselves or making life harder not being fun right we're actually emphasizing the most important things interiorly, and we're allowing the Lord to create exteriorly an environment that helps that interior life to flourish. Mm -hmm. Sorry that I just keep saying nourish and flourish. I love it. It's kind of cool, right? Yeah. Yeah. Um, Sarah said, the Lord led me to have my own garden this year, and I'm finding my time of silent gardening with him has been so needed, the silence with him. That Sarah, is beautiful. Gosh, and just like using your hands, you know? So cool. I, I met with a personal trainer yesterday. Yeah. And it was unbelievable. <laughs> what? This is on Beth's list it probably was, for me. Essentially, <laughs> we did a warm-up for like an hour. I die in warm-ups. Friend, I can't even get past a five-minute warm-up. I'm I like, was, guys, this is hard. I mean, it was my first time. So she was like <laughs> teaching me all this stuff, you know? I was telling Mike about it this yeah, morning. Yeah, yeah. And um, <laughs> like soon that will be the warm up, but yesterday it was the workout. <laughs> totally, <you know>? yes. <laughs> anyway, she, I noticed as I'm doing these things, I'm like, you're asking me to do a lot of things at once. Like I'm holding lots of different muscle <laughs> groups in tension. And honestly, I noticed about myself in in one exercise in particular. I was zoning out. Like I was, I was mm-hmm. vacating the building. No, we have to concentrate. <laughs> my body being yeah. the building. I was vacating the building, and then, like, my stomach was, like, whatever. My yeah. legs weren't – nothing was working. And I said, gosh, I really have to think about this. And she said, yes. oh, yeah. Yes. You're never more present than when you're working out. She said, I can be on my phone and wonder where 20 minutes went scrolling yeah. Instagram. Yeah. But I, I am fully aware of the length of a minute when I'm holding a plank pose. And I was like, Jesus. That's cool. You are like bringing me back into my body, you know? Yeah. Not just always escaping, mm-hmm. but actually bringing me back to this radical presence, even with myself. Mm-hmm. Radical presence to the moment, to him. Yeah, it was a, it was a revelation. <laughs> I think that... Even in prayer, we can get like that. Like even if we're doing the rosary, for example, that's something that's easy for me to like venture off. <laughs> no, just saying the words, but not necessarily there. Yeah. Um, but there's something about like focusing and mm. like not just our bodies, but to exercise our minds in that way too, to to think about and to really contemplate what it is that we're praying to. Yeah. Because yeah. it's easy to be like 
20 minutes just went by. I just did the rosary. Yeah. You know? I, I had mentioned this one morning when I, I lead the rosary on the on the app on Tuesdays. And I shared a grace the Lord gave to me. Because for many years, I was praying the rosary uh, on audio while doing other things. And listen, if that's the only... Pray the rosary. Yes. Period. Yeah. But the Lord showed me that when I sit and hold a rosary, I'm more likely to pray it. Mm. Sounds Mm. obvious. This is like soul, (laughs) soil level stuff. But actually just sit down and hold the rosary and it will help ground you in the meditation. Yeah. You know? Mm -hmm. Totally. Yes. Sounds so simple, guys, but... Um, We can be accused, Mary said, of not being fun by others who are far from Christ. Yeah, we can be accused of not being fun Mm. by, like, not, you know, if we're, like, not drinking all the time or wearing cute clothes or buying the latest thing or... What other ways are we not fun? What do people say about Christians? Here's what I want to say. But here's what I'm going to say about that. Who cares? They... The world is not the barometer or the gauge of a holy life. Mm. The person who is the gauge of a holy life is Jesus Christ, and he's God and he's perfect. And I want to live a life that is bowed down to the lordship of Jesus Christ. Yeah. I do not want to live a life that is gauged and set on a scale by the world. The world is not my God. The world doesn't care about you also. Mm, no. The world doesn't care about your heart. The world doesn't care about your happiness. The yeah. world cares about its own comfort. And when you do not participate in what the world defines as fun, then you're actually a mirror holding, mm. you're holding up a mirror to their life and you're showing them how vacuous that is. Here's what I want to say. Define fun. Someone said we're lots of fun. Okay, well, Steph said that, and actually, Steph, that really touches my heart, because I don't think that I'm that fun. Whatever. I'm serious. I've been a little bit, like, I think I've been a little dour lately, and then last night... got to look at that Okay, word. you guys, you guys, you guys, you guys, I went speed dating on Sunday night. That's a fun thing. It was very fun, yeah. and my friend Lexi went with me, and we got our matches last night. We are on the phone, talking through all these things. Okay hysterically laughing. Yeah. Just I mean, Lexi at the, is at the, the whole thing. most joyful Lexi person is extremely ever. fun. I hope everyone gets to meet Lexi one day. Extremely fun. Yeah. And literally, I was crying. When I got off the phone, I was, like, about to get in the shower, my eyes were, like, puffy as though I had been, <laughs> like, sad crying. But it was from laughing. And I was like, this is fun. Laughing is fun. Yes. Like, drinking is not fun. Laughing is fun. So, again, back to that question of, like, That's def- interesting. define fun. Okay. What's fun? Well, I think being joyful and lighthearted and not stressed out, like, that's fun to me, you know? Yeah. Jesus is the most fun. The most fun. He's very funny. <laughs> I'm trying to think. He's made, me, he's made me laugh a couple of times. Yeah. Just in the past, like, day and a half. And now, of course, I don't have a single example of it. Mary, I understand. Mary said, and if yeah. it's a family member, dot, 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 I'm sure that hurts even more. Mm. It's even more confusing and hurtful and sad yeah. to hear that from a family member. Like, I don't know. But yeah. family members are the same as a friend. Like, 
they are not the gauge of your soul. Yeah. That's just Jesus Christ. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. You know? I don't think because someone's a family member, they should be entitled to hurt you more. Oh, yeah, that you have to keep putting yourself yeah. in that like position to receive their critical feedback. Correct. Yeah. Like, if that was a friend, you would say, that's hurtful. I don't appreciate that you just said that to me. I wouldn't say that to you. I'm not saying that to you, even though I might not think you're fun yes. or the activities you're doing aren't fun. Like, I'm, just I'm because it's this. family. Yeah. That's, that does not entitle someone to speak into you like that. Yeah. It's not okay. Also, our family is the body of Christ, and that's the church. Amen. We are connected by the body and blood of Jesus Christ. Yeah. It's very healing to realize that. Yeah. Like the church is our family. Yes. Priests are our spiritual fathers. Good, like there are good women, even women my own age, even women younger than me at times who have like spiritually mothered me, mm-hmm. you know? Mm-hmm. Plus Our Lady. Totally. The yes. Best. Yeah. The best. Anyway, that's a whole other talk. All right. Everyone on the app is like, oh, guys, yeah, we happening? are fun. <laughs> well, Shannon said fun isn't our goal. <laughs> you guys, I was putting car seats in a car, the, my car this morning because the, all three car seats were out of my car. So I had to put all three car seats back in. And my Speaking friend Stephanie, my friend Stephanie came and helped me. She's like, oh, this is the worst. It's like 110 in Arizona. I'm right, putting car right. seats in a car. Like, it's awful. And I was like, literally, Stephanie... If I go to hell, this is what I'm going to be doing for eternity, <laughs> is putting car seats in a car. Anyway, I just think it's interesting to think about all the least fun things that exist. Those are things we get to do in eternity if we don't make it to heaven. I think that might be a little... <laughs> don't you think? I think it's going to... Like, I hate cold. It's just going to be an ice freezing situation of no. me just buckling car seats in a car. Friend, I... What? No. I heard the most terrifying description of hell. Oh, is it worse than car seats? Yes. Yes. And well, I Well, tack like, car seats on top of the worst version of hell, and that's going to be my hell. Jenna, I'll send you the talk. It was, like, very... Do you want to share it with the class? Yeah, yeah, Father. That could be our parting words. Okay, Father Chad Ripperger did, uh, he, he's an exorcist. He did an interview with Chris Stefanik. I think it's on Formed. And this one was about, like, I think the title of it was Healing Our Wounds Through Forgiveness and Whatever. Let me find it. It's, it was very good. And there was this one part where oh, he you, talked you sent about, it to me, didn't you? Mike sent it to us. Oh, okay. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Here we go. That's it. Oh, amazing. It's also on YouTube. No, no, no. It's no, this one, not form. this one. Yeah. Um, he talks about how suffering and sacrifice and detachment are the only way. They're the only way to eternity. And either road you choose is suffering and sacrifice and detachment. You either choose to do that on earth, you embrace the suffering as it comes with Christ, which as Lonnie said, makes it so sweet, even in the the bitter cup that you're drinking. Um, We sacrifice, we detach from things that are not of the Lord. All of of these things we're talking about today, making these like offerings to the Lord of things that we're using to comfort ourselves. Instead, we're saying, no, we're going to walk the narrow way with you, Mm -hmm. Lord. 
we're going to give you lordship over every aspect. We're going to give you access to everything about our lives. He said, or you can choose to indulge in, in everything that you think is fun. Let's let's go with the fun theme. You can be as attached, even good atta- good attachments like people. Mm. Like like I I live for my family. I live for my children. I I love, I'm so passionate about my work, but there can be deep attachments there. It could be money. It could be things. It it could be a million attachments. And let me tell you, we have a million Mm -hmm. attachments. We do. Yes. He said, but when you come to the end of your life, if you did not embrace your suffering and sacrifice and detach from those things, you will spend all of eternity separated from Christ attached to things that you will never get. It was the most terrifying description of living for and longing for something that we will never, ever have, which is ultimately love, which is Jesus himself. We will be eternally separated from him and attached to something and know that we're missing it and that we will never get it for all of eternity. I'm not doing a good job of explaining that, but my goodness. I was like, this is the way. Detach away, Lord, yeah. because all I want is you. All I want is you. I love that you said it's even detachment from good things. Yes. Like, all of it has to, again, from a few weeks ago, all of it has to be on the table. Yes. Um, well, to say, Lord, like, I can do nothing here is everything. Mm-hmm. Well, this is this is inspired by kind of, I've been meditating on this from Teresa of Avila, mm. listening to this excellent podcast series, like 37 podcasts on Interior Castle. And it takes time because there's, you just Is can't. it the one with Mary Ruth? Oh, no. Okay. It's uh, Discerning Hearts with Dr. Oh, Anthony yes, yes. Lillis. Okay. Um, and he, he talks about how we think we have these holy attachments. Okay. To our family. Yeah. Uh, to our work. I, I actually care so much that I I won't put up these boundaries or I won't give up this thing. I, I won't sacrifice this thing because I actually really love my family. And he said, you don't love your family. You love yourself. You don't want to be uncomfortable. You don't want to cause a stir. But if you were to surrender them, this thing, to the Lord, you would be more free and able to actually love them without any self-interest. I was like, wow, that's insane. Isn't that crazy? Yes. You will love more by detaching than if you were to stay attached. Lonnie said, detaching actually makes it possible to love all your loved ones with God's love. God's love, not your own. Wow. And let me tell you, they don't need my own love, which is broken and self-interested, you know? Yes. Just God's love. Amen. Yeah, good stuff. Wow. Well, thanks, guys. I thoroughly enjoyed this, and I'm convicted. Yeah, I, can I have oh. can I have one postscript? Please. I've been listening to this series, and to be honest with you, it's very subtle. I've only had a few. I think I'm on episode like 14 or something, and there are times I'm very interested. It's very engaging. Um, but it's a little bit like eating my vegetables, you know? It's yes. not like super satisfying listening to it. And I, I seldom am like, wow, wow, the okay. way you like hear a good talk. Yeah, yeah. But I have noticed wow. for the past probably month, every time we do Q&A, the Lord brings up something that I heard in that podcast. Because as subtle as it is, it is forming me. Mm-hmm. 
It's forming me Mm -hmm. in a deep way. I could be listening to a political podcast and it would be doing the same thing. So it's it's been a beautiful uh, realization uh, to notice that what I'm listening to, when I feel like I'm not even, it's not like I'm taking notes, I'm not trying to enter into a course on Interior Castle, but because I'm just listening, I, I am actually like a sponge and I'm being formed in it. Yeah, so it's Discerning Hearts Catholic Podcast. It is a treasure trove. It's free. Support their ministry. It's phenomenal. Um, but I'm listening to, I guess the name of the segment is Beginning to Pray, and this one is Interior Castle. I've not read that. Um, yeah, to what you said, too, the subtlety of it. Um, there's subtlety to, to everything. Mm. Um, and so I just want us to to be aware of that, that I've thought I started thinking about this. I haven't taken my phone in places or something. Wow. I, I can't remember what it was, but I was like, Lord, like there's quiet in this space. So like, what do you want me to do? Or like, where are you? Mm. Or, but it, those moments cannot exist if I'm constantly filling myself with things. Um, so there's just subtlety in, in taking little steps um, and discerning and listening for his voice and his presence and so I just want to encourage each one of us myself included to um just be even more in step with him Mm -hmm. one step at a time can I add another 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 postscript I love your postscript okay well this is this is what you're saying here yeah about pausing about making space yeah another lesson from personal training yesterday yeah she said to, she was having me do reps, whatever, four sets of 10. Okay. okay. Yeah, yeah. And she's like, when you go down into this squat, you're going to hold it, you know, for whatever. And then we're going to come up and we're going to pause. Yes. And she said, the pause is important. You can't rush the pause. Because if you're just trying to move quickly through the reps, you actually won't have the strength or the stamina to sustain the holding. So you've got to wow. come up. And take a pause to renew your strength to squat again. Wow. This is why we need pauses in our mm-hmm. lives. You guys, we're trying to squat the weight of the world every minute of the day. Wow. And never giving ourselves the space to pause and to allow the Lord to renew our strength. Isn't that good? Wow. That's some good stuff. Ashley, bless her. <laughs> All right, we love you guys. Love you Thank very you much. So much for hanging with us. Thanks. Thanks for sharing your hearts here. Totally. Thank you for just being in this with us. Mm-hmm. Thanks for trusting us to speak into these like very tender places, you know? Yeah. How we spend our money, our time, our friendships, our bodies. Like we understand that this is all very vulnerable. Yeah. Uh, and we want you to know that we're in it too. You know? Yeah. Yeah. We're praying for you. Yeah. We love you guys. Love you. Bye.